Hello, beautiful, and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co, and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, Finding Fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding Fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility but what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family just by being here with me listening to this podcast you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true let's do this together We are back with the second half of our Q&A from last week's live IGTV and TikTok. I love going live now. It is totally my thing. I love answering questions. So remember, if you have a question and you want me kind of to elaborate on them as best as I can, please shoot me a DM over on Instagram at Finding Fertility or email me at Monica at FindingFertility.co and we will help you get steps closer to creating your dream family. So without further ado, let's get to today's episode. Okay, would you say eating berries and leafy greens are okay as I have cut out all meat, dairy, and processed food? I also get constipation. Would you say enzymas are okay for a colon cleanse? So yes, you can clean your colon, but what I would say if you are on a very clean eating diet and you're still having gut issues on a regular basis that you need to dig deeper into what's going on. We want to see improvements when we cut out things. And if you're not seeing improvements, then you definitely need to dig a little bit deeper. Also with cutting out all meat, I really want you to be careful with your B vitamins. You don't have any dairy, so probably leaning towards the more vegan diet, which is fine, but a vegan diet you really need to be careful with your B vitamins and other issues like that because that affects a lot of mood. So just be very careful with that. But if you're still having issues and if you've been on this diet more than 30 days, then we definitely need to dig a lot deeper. It's not gone away. I've changed my diet and avoid sugar. Any tips and what else I can do to get rid of it? So with cysts going away, like that, it's not my main expertise of cysts. So I don't know if all of them just naturally go away. There might be cysts out there that you do have to get surgically removed, or they might look at them and go, okay, we're not going to touch it because it's too dangerous. In my knowledge, cysts don't necessarily affect anything. Obviously, you don't want them there, but I would say give it time and just keep going. We just talked about how if you're still having gut issues that you'll have to dig a little bit deeper. Maybe there's some other inflammation going on. I know it's really frustrating. I talked about it with my journey going paleo for a whole year and not getting pregnant and not having a successful IVF. I definitely had to dig a little bit deeper. My body was still, even though I look good, I felt good. My body was still having major inflammation in it, causing my NKs, my NK cells to rise and not accepting those embryos. So I know it's frustrating and I know that you're putting in an incredible amount of hard work to do what you're doing now, but don't be scared to shift things, to change things up and reevaluate things because sometimes that's really needed. 
what BPA, BPA is a plastic that you don't want in your system. Blocked after having reversal. So you have blocked tubes. Once again, this is not my area of expertise. I know there's people out there that do believe that you can naturally unblock tubes. I think that there's different reasons for having blocked tubes. This might also be something that you do need medical assistance for and what you would want to be doing. What I say to people when they are like, I have to use IVF. I have to do IVI because of whatever various reasons. Remember, you are still the one who has to grow those eggs to produce healthy eggs. So you still have to put in the hard work to improve your egg quality before you go to for medical assistance. And then when the embryo comes back in, you are still the one who has to grow that baby. I know for a lot of us using medical assistance, they keep us on some drugs maybe till week 12. But after week 12, that's still your body. So you still want to do the incredibly hard work to reduce your inflammation. I don't know much about tubes. You're welcome. I'm glad that you found that really helpful. You're welcome too. I'm this I love doing this. I love answering your guys' questions. So we did that prenatal. Okay, so here we go with like a supplement for improving aid quality. Go download the free PDF and I talk about supplements and how supplements are used. And I got completely sucked into this. And we think by taking any supplement out there that that's what's going to improve our aid quality. While supplements are great, supplementing things that we're not getting, the most important thing that you need to do is lower your inflammation. So if you're investing the time, money, and effort, because it is effort to take these supplements, they're highly likely not going to be doing very much for you if you are not lowering your inflammation. So that is the number one thing. And then you can use targeted supplementing on top of that. So we talked about prenatal. So PCOS, you definitely need to know what type of PCOS you have been off the pill. Your PCOS was probably there before you were on the pill. What the pill does is just masks any type of health issue or any symptoms that you have because obviously it's controlling your hormones. So that's unfortunate for a lot of women that we don't have that information that sometimes we're put on the pill because we have bad periods or you know we have women's issues. Just take the pill, you'll sort it out. And it's just basically masking it. It's basically like a Band-Aid. And unfortunately, we live our life thinking we're fine, we're healthy, and then we get off the pill. And for a lot of us, we're dealing with infertility issues. So what, what you need to do is definitely find the type of PCOS that you have that is going to really help you dial in what diet and lifestyle you need to do because PCOS isn't a one-size-fits-all issue. And then really start healing your body. So finding the right diet, getting your stress levels. You said, your vitamin D was low. So getting those levels up either with supplementation or trying to do it the natural way, depending on where you live, very regular, and you're only on the pill for 14 months. So you want to regulate your periods and restore ovulation after you've come off on the pill. So it's basically, yeah, just getting back into diet and lifestyle things you really need to dial in. The pill is just sometimes tricky, even for short periods of time. It can, if you are genetically, you know, susceptible to these things, the pill can trigger that. Sometimes the pill doesn't like, is fine for people. And that's, I'm sorry about that, regular and it was fine. So you were on the pill for just birth control. Yeah, sorry about that. It's 
just one of those things, I suppose, that really sucks. I know, okay, you now know you have PCOS and you want to regulate your periods. Let's find out what type of PCOS you have and then go into those diet and lifestyle things that are going to help restore your hormones because that's maybe what's probably happened is that your body basically, it's taken over by the pill. So your body stops doing the thing it needs to do. So we just have to reboot it, restore it. I think it is possible. So I've had unexplained infertility for four years. How do I start? Start by going and downloading the free PDF off of my website. And it talks about diet, supplementation, and lifestyle and how those three things can really help boost your fertility. With unexplained infertility, there is always something behind it, whether or not we can find it, which most cases we can. You want to start looking at your normal health issues. What is going on in your body that you just deal with day to day and start from there. When you're dealing with unexplained infertility, you know you have all the working parts. So something else in your body is whacking that by not allowing that. Obviously, you've got your husband checked out and if his sperm levels are good and satisfying, then it's something else going on in your body. So vitamin D, easily absorbable. Seeking health, I would definitely go to Seeking Health and check out their vitamin D supplements. Yes, the pill definitely would be out of your system. Any drugs you take are out of your system quite quickly. But when you were on the pill, the pill was influencing your hormones. And if you didn't know you had an underlining cause, PCOS is something that you would have been genetically prone to. It doesn't just like pop up like, oh, I just got PCOS. It doesn't matter if no one in your family hasn't experienced it. It would have been in your genetic code already. You would have been susceptible to it. So if you were on it for just a short period of time, um, but you maybe had these underlining causes that you didn't know about, and depending on your diet and lifestyle, the pill could have just flipped it. Or the pill had nothing to do with it and... It's just the way that your diet and your lifestyle is affecting your genes right now. And that's the way your body's expressing the inflammation is through PCOS and infertility. Yeah, so same with IUD. The hormones and the chemicals that they are putting in you to you know, stop that pregnancy or regulate your hormones or whichever reason you're on, for some women, when they get off of these, it takes their body a lot of time to readjust. And it's not just because of the pill or the IUD. It's how you are living your life or how you've lived your life in the past and how your genes are expressing themselves now. So your genes can be born dirty or you can make them dirty, for a better lack of phrase. And so what you need to do now is, okay, you have this evidence, things aren't working right. What is going on in my body? I need to you know, clear it up, clean it up. And you can do that through diet and lifestyle. The Fertility Food Program is a great program to help you get started with those things. If you want something super in-depth, go read the book Dirty Genes by Dr. Ben Lynch, who is the producer of the supplements that I recommend, Seeking Health. So the prenatal, yep, is the Seeking Health, they have a few prenatals. And if you go download the free PDF off of my website, it gives you a list of my top three. So is it true that the pill, yes, it is true that the pill could possibly deplete. Look, I'm not against the pill and I've gotten into <laughs> some trouble with some TikTok doctors on here for them saying the pill does nothing to your fertility. And look, we are not ever gonna scientifically prove 
whether or not the pill fucks with your fertility because we're all so different and our body reacts differently to different medications, right? Even like look at alcohol for a really basic example. You can have one person have a drink of red wine and be off their rocker. Then you can have another person be totally fine on it. It's the way your genes express themselves. So if you have been on the pill, whether it's short term or long term, and you are experiencing symptoms or issues that you didn't experience before the pill, the pill could have played a major role in that. But also your diet and your lifestyle could have affected how the pill performed in your body as well. So it's not completely the pill's fault. Like I'm not like calling out the pill that it's like this evil thing that no one should ever take. Like take me, for example, you could look at me and not think like that I wasn't having a health issue. Infertility is kind of a very silent thing. Body-wise, you couldn't tell. Mental-wise, I was physically achieving, going to work, you know, having fun. But in hindsight, I was doing a lot of things to my body that was not serving my best interest. And if I'm really honest with myself, I probably was infertile in my late teens because these issues were happening then. So starting in my mama's womb (laughs) when she was poor as F and there was secondhand smoke going on and she wasn't eating a proper diet, my genes probably were produced where I was very susceptible to an autoimmune issue. And then I grew up in normal American standard diet and lifestyle and mental health. And that all played into how my genes expressed it. And for me, it was a silent autoimmune issue. Well, silent. I mean, I was having some major issues. So don't discount how you're living, how you're eating. This plays huge. It's huge, huge, huge. And your mental health all plays into this. It's really complicated, but it's it's really simple at the same time. If you take that undeniable raw belief that if you invest in yourself physically, mentally, that you will see the results that you want to see. And what we talk about in fertility food as well is that you have to focus on the small achievable goals. Pregnancy is like the ultimate goal down the line, but just putting in 30 days is highly likely not going to get you pregnant. So you have to focus on all of your normal health issues that you're having. And when you see those start to improve, you can go, wow, this is working. I'm willing to stick this out. And my experience And for the clients that I've had, usually the last thing to click into place is your fertility issues. So let's get back to some questions. I'm glad that that has helped. How do I know if I'm ovulating, if I have PCOS, my periods are regular, but I don't know. Okay, so ovulation, you want to start with your LH surge. So those are your little P on the stick. But the most important thing you need to do after that, because that just predicts ovulation, that doesn't confirm your ovulation. So you want to confirm your ovulation and you can do that through a company called Prove, P-R-O-O-V. And that confirms that you're having healthy ovulation, that you're having enough hormones after you ovulate to maintain a healthy pregnancy. So that's where you want to start. If you go to the website and you go to the podcast link, which is a podcast blog, go to fertility tips. There's a blog post saying, how do I know I ovulated? And there's also a blog post talking about why it's important to have a healthy flow and what each you break it down into the four sections and how you can help improve your flow and how to check to make sure that you are. Could your partner be the reason you're not getting pregnant? 100% 
yeah, male sperm count has completely gone down. Like this isn't like a random, like I'm just guessing, like this is a real fact that male fertility has gone down by the millions. Like men's sperm is not what it used to be. And the huge factors are diet and lifestyle. And then obviously genetics being passed down. Pregnancy and giving birth is not a sign of health. The woman who's smoking crack on the street who just got knocked up and has a beautiful, healthy baby is evidence of that. You do not need to be healthy to get pregnant and have a baby. But what we are doing and what science is proving is that genetically, we are are at a higher chance of passing down dirty genes, which leads to other issues. And then they grow up and they deal with infertility and maybe other things. And it's not set in stone. I'm not saying like that if you're unhealthy, you're going to have an unhealthy baby. You know, fertility is really fickle. Genetics is fickle. There's nothing written in stone but science is proving that the risks are they are going up so you're only 25 so the good news is is that you have time on your side to give your body time to heal there's no rush I couldn't get pregnant naturally at 27 years old. They told me there was nothing I can do to improve my chances. Just keep trying IVF. And I got pregnant naturally at 36. So don't worry about your age. Just be grateful for the time. I know when we start getting into our late 30s and our early 40s, yes, time isn't necessarily on our side, but I still don't believe it's like a be all and end all factor. I've been on ADH medication for a couple of years now. Is that connected with fertility? It could be. I don't know what that medication is and what it's doing in your body. I know with ADHD, and these are my personal, personal thoughts and beliefs about it, is that ADHD symptoms can be hyper exposed due to diet and lifestyle. It's once again, a genetic expression Um, And I do believe that there are some cases maybe out there that do need medical support, but I do believe that people have profited off of ADHD instead of looking inwards and seeing what we can do to improve the situation naturally. So I couldn't tell you yes or no if your medication is having an impact on that, but just something to think about. And I think you'll see if you do decide to try and give it your all diet and lifestyle and stay committed that normal health issues and symptoms seem to just magically disappear <laughs> so i hope that answers that my doctor just put me on methorn for and said it it might help. So fingers crossed. Yes, my fingers are crossed for you. While you're doing this medication and you're crossing your fingers, let's do some diet and lifestyle changes to increase your chances too. Okay, so let's do that. The reason I'm so passionate and here for you guys now is because you don't have to have a long, hard journey like I did. Like it is possible to really improve your chances, whether or not you need or want to do medical assistance. Like I said earlier, I could have saved myself at least seven years, a lot of heartache, a lot of time, a lot of money if this information was out there. Would I have listened to myself? Probably not. I probably would have been a stubborn mule and would have just thought like, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. I have no health issues. 
food doesn't affect your fertility, you know, all that, it would have maybe taken me a little bit longer, but I just keep shouting from the rooftop because I think I started doing diet and lifestyle changes out of desperation. I mean, I had literally done everything and seen every iridologist, reflexologist, acupuncture. You know, I tried the fertility diets and it wasn't until I hooked up with a functional coach and we stopped focusing on fertility because obviously when you're dealing with fertility, you're looking at your lady bits where it's highly likely that's not where you need to focus on. So when you are in your 40s, doctors always push for egg donation rather than giving you the other option. A hundred percent. Yeah, I'm working with a client right now that is in her 40s and they said egg donation. And I said to her, I said, look, you know, we're not going to rule out medical assistance, but what the doctors aren't looking at is the healing opportunities that are a plethora for you. Like most people that come to me have been to the top IVF specialists, have been with amazing doctors, but what they're so focused on is so narrow. And what I do is really expand those healing opportunities and look where you can improve. And that's not by focusing on your egg quality and your uterus, it's literally focusing on what autoimmune issue you have. Why do you have that autoimmune issue? There's a lot of gut health healing, a lot of diet implementation, and a lot of mental health healing, a lot, a lot of mental health healing and stress reduction and getting to understand like, how the hell did I become type A, right? No one's born type A. (laughs) No one is born to overachieve and just go, 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 go. And our society hasn't done us any favors to set ourselves up for success and slow down and take care of our bodies. Acupuncture is just a good support system. I know a lot of people have had success and they swear that they became pregnant because of acupuncture, but what acupuncture is, is a very good way to help support the flow of your body. Your body is completely connected. But the thing that people have to remember, just like the supplementation, is that you have to be lowering your inflammation to allow any of this to work, allow the acupuncture to do what it does. I do believe, and these again are my own personal thoughts, the Eastern medicine was way beyond their time. But Right now, they're not dealing with the Western problems that we have. We have a lot of diabetes. We have a lot of autoimmune issues, ADHD. We have PCOS, endometriosis, where these things might have been around, but not at the level that they are now. And so while they're a great support, and I truly believe in their practices, we definitely need to include lowering the inflammation and healing the gut. And that is all done through your diet and your mental health. So my website is uh, findingfertility.co, not .com, .co. Um, And yeah, go download the free PDF. I have um, a a podcast that you can listen to with loads and loads of ranting and raving about gut health (laughs) and lots of cool interviews. Um, There are a few blog posts on there, really good ones about ovulation. How do I know I ovulated? um, Tips about sugar, tips about diet. So yeah, the, the website has loads for you. And then there's the fertility food program that just started a few months ago that is all about finding your food intolerances. 
and starting where you're at. So it's not this like dedicated program, do these five steps and you'll get pregnant in 30 days. It doesn't work like that. If anyone tells you it works like that, they're lying. You really need to find what you need to do for yourself. We want to eat as many foods as we possibly can, but we have to be very aware that we're dealing with a health issue and there are foods out there, even healthy foods that can cause that inflammation. So we need to find our personal plan. And so the fertility food program helps you do that. And it shows you where to go. Okay, I have cut out gluten and dairy and sugar. Where do I go from here? And guide you through that and gives you some great tips about mental health as well. So I'm going to answer these last questions on TikTok. Okay, 33, a six and an eight-year-old with four miscarriages since two REs, no answer. What would be my first step? Okay, so secondary infertility is very similar to unexplained infertility. What's happened is with unexplained infertility, either by age or genetics, I fell off my fertility cliff a lot sooner. And mostly genetics, not age. I started trying at 27, so it definitely wasn't age for me. But some people who are waiting into their late 30s or 40s. But my, I went off my fertility cliff and my body just disconnected my fertility. So what's happening with secondary infertility is that you had your babies and your diet, your lifestyles, your stress levels, because Lord knows with two kids, you know, you have dealt with a lot of other things that you weren't dealing with before. They have just pushed you off your cliff. So now it's figuring out what was disconnected. So what do we need to do? And again, we hone back in on your gut health and your endocrine system. So your diet and your lifestyle. Now there could be other factors and that's when you work one-on-one -on -one with me or find a functional medicine practitioner that um, gets down to those deep rooted cause. But you can go and download the free PDF, which talks about the diet, the lifestyle, and the supplementation. You can join the fertility food program if you know that your diet is not where it's supposed to be. So those would be your first steps. Start noticing your normal, common health issues and focus on those. Okay, why am I having diarrhea? Why do I have anxiety? Why do I have these things? And then we want to figure out how we can fix those through diet and lifestyle. I know with secondary infertility, changing these things up is so much harder because you have a family to deal with as well. So when I talk about, you know, in the fertility food program, is like, right, before you start your 30-day reset, you get everything that you don't want to eat anymore out of your house. And that's really hard when you're dealing with other people. That's where I would start. Start noticing your normal health issues. Maybe there's a time in your life and everyone can do this. Is like, what was a big event that might have pushed me off? You know, having two babies is a big event. Your body changes dramatically. So there's lots of things that you can do. But yeah, think of those things and then go to the website for support. What are your thoughts on a baby at 45? I'm very worried about Down syndrome. My thoughts on that is that yes, your chances do go up. And that's just something that you know mentally you might need to deal with, whatever choices you make down that road. If it is Down syndrome, if it isn't Down syndrome, what I would say is focus on your health. Focus on the things that you can control. You can't control Down syndrome. There's nothing physically. Young people have kids with Down syndrome. There's nothing you can physically do about it, but you can maintain your health. When you're 45, you definitely want to 
put in the time and effort as much as you possibly can. You're not as time rich as someone who's 25, but just focus on the things you can control, right? If we're worried about something that's going to happen or might not happen, I understand, I get it, but there's not really much point to it because it's not something you can control. So you're better using your time. If you want to have a kid, know that those are the risks no matter your age. But yeah, focus on the things you can control. Does your gut health gradually get worse as you get older? No. If you're taking care of your gut health, no, not at all. What happens is if you're not knowledgeable about what gut health is, it gradually gets worse and worse and worse because you're just doing the damage and your body just doesn't have time to regenerate. It's like literally just trying to survive and then you start to go in reverse because your body just can't handle it. So it's once again, it has nothing to do with age. Yes, your metabolism and all that starts slowing down. Yes, there is an aging process that we will have to contend with, but it's your gut health isn't decreasing because of your age. It's you might just feel it because you've you've done 30, 30 years of damage. I mean, that was for me like, yeah, 18, 19, I already had done a lot of damage to my gut. And that had to do with genetics and diet and lifestyle, even though I was like normal. I was the same as everyone else. How soon before we start trying to conceive? Should we start a prenatal? It's always three months. Three months you need to grow your beautiful baby eggs. Minimum. Minimum. So, and it's not just about a prenatal. It's a lot about your diet and lifestyle. So much more than a prenatal. Remember, that's a supplement. Okay, so I'm going to answer these last questions. So last one, how can you get rid of parasites? First, you have to identify what it is. And this is something that you do not want to guess on. You don't want to willy-nilly just start taking supplements or antibiotics or any of that. You really want to know what you're dealing with and get someone who's trained like myself in knowing what protocol, because it's different if it's a yeast overgrowth or if it's a parasite. And it's a process. Sometimes it takes a while for you to get rid of a certain type of bug. Sometimes you do need antibiotics. Sometimes you don't. So you need to work with someone who is skilled in that knowledge and get a test. Invest in a test if you do think it is something going on, even if you want to just rule it out. It's better than guessing, especially with that. That is it for me today. Oh, I'm so glad uh, to have all of you here. Thank you so much, guys. And I will see you next week. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.